Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in ha- helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. And go in the air, deep right center go. field. Two run, home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go out. Chuck Nasty. Two run, home run, David Dahl. Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or you can go online to mygreensolution.com. You can use their TGS Express checkout whatever way you shop. Just make sure you use promo code DNVR20 to get 20% off your entire purchase. Let's jump into the show. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. With me is our guy, Patrick Lyons. And we're going to be discussing Rockies baseball, World Series baseball, postseason baseball, just all things baseball. We'll hopefully have some questions coming in here from uh, the Facebook, some on Twitter, wherever you can get your questions to us here over the next couple of hours as we are also watching Game 1 of the 2019 World Series. For those of you who have a lot of interest in it, this should be fun for you. For those of you who don't care at all about the Nationals or the Astros, don't worry. We're going to be going back and forth between current events and long-term Rockies talk and and as I said, kind of whatever else people want to chat about, whatever's going on in the world of Rockies fans. That's what we want to discuss. There's some big stories out there in the world of baseball that I want to get to in case we don't have as many questions coming in or the game 
ends up being a little bit boring. So far, uh, not at all. We begin in the top of the second uh, our recording here. The Astros have already scored a pair of runs in the first against Max Scherzer on a two-run double off the bat of Yuli Gurriel. And the Washington Nationals have responded, at least so far, with a home run from young Mr. Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, how about, <laughs> I mean, of all the stories, uh, a, a guy who's been on this franchise, he, he sure is the Todd Helton. There are a lot of parallels between this Nationals team and the 2007 Colorado Rockies, including the fact that they got super hot and ran to the World Series and then they had to sit and wait for a week to play it. Uh, we'll see how that ends up impacting them, whether it does or not. But of course, with Helton, the Rockies had a guy who had spent his whole career being super great on a team that was always an afterthought, and that has been the case as well with Zimmerman here, and it's pretty cool to see him out there. Uh, there are a lot of fun stories, I think, going on in, in this World Series. Zimmerman, of course, playing first base, uh, former third baseman. And, it, you know, of course, should be noted with Ian Desmond being discussed with him as the last active Montreal Expos player. Well, Ryan Zimmerman was the first ever Washington Nationals draft pick, uh, selected fourth overall back in 2005 when they, they packed up from Quebec to uh, the nation's capital. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, I do like that, a lot of parallels between those two guys. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, Zimmerman having this little bit of resurgence here and uh, obviously a much younger club. And they signed a lot of guys this offseason to one-year deals, so, of course, uh, they should have some payroll flexibility particularly with the fact that they're not burdened with uh, a large contract from Bryce Harper. Uh, yeah, kind of ironic, coincidental, that you know, the, their first time going to the World Series is uh, the first year that Harper is no longer a part of the organization. But uh, Zimmerman does have an $18 million contract for next season with a $2 million buyout. So uh, so really, you know, a six, $16 million option is... Uh, is how Washington needs to look at it at that point, and I think uh, they'll probably opt for the buyout and and try to you know agree to some uh, agreement outside of that deal, uh, maybe maybe for a two-year pact. Um, but Zimmerman, of course, better days behind him, but he's he's been uh, important for them so far this postseason. Juan Soto, of course, you know had his couple struggles there in uh, in the NLDS, but Zimmerman. Getting off on the right note with that solo blast to center field, and if if anyone really um, deserves to kind of bask in the success right now of this this franchise, it's it's definitely uh, the Z Man, Ryan Zimmerman. The Z Man, uh, yeah, and and the other guy, you know, I mentioned Max Scherzer. Uh, we were talking before we came on here, and I was talking to some people down in the DNVR offices today, and. We were saying, you know, and the biggest thing in order to avoid what got the Rockies in 07 where they ended up getting swept by the Boston Red Sox, the biggest thing was how did Scherzer come out tonight? And it really is amazing to me. You know, this guy's been unquestionably one of the best pitchers in baseball for years and years now. And not only that, he's known as a, a real bulldog. I mean, a guy who comes right at people is potentially a crazy person. Like, I mean, he's really, really intense. But the last thing you think of when you think of Max Scherzer is, this is a guy who the pressure gets to him. The moment gets to him. 
But there's nothing like the World Series, man. He comes out, he walks the first guy, single to left. Then he rattles off like seven perfect pitches in a row, almost gets out of it, and then gives up a two-run double. I mean, he's human. Everybody's human. But you never know what you're going to get in the World Series. And it's interesting to see some of these guys who are all-time greats you know, will they live up to that moniker or will they end up having more of the Clayton Kershaw thing where, you know, after a while they're they're known for not being able to win the big one. This is the biggest game Max Scherzer's ever pitched in. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how he responds. With Kershaw, of course, he's had those struggles uh, across numerous series and none of the guys going into this game outside of what Verlander did um, you know, giving up a few runs early to the Yankees in his last start, you know, have really anything to worry about. Of, of course, their their track records have been a little bit better. Garrett Cole has been, you know, ridiculously uh, talented so far this this postseason. He, uh, I venture to say, he's going to make more than one hundred million dollars in free agency this off season. Yeah, I'm going out there. I'm saying it there, there. Uh, but. Just barely, just barely over that mark, right? Yeah, you know, maybe. Just oh. 105, 106, something like that. <laughs> no, but, yeah, this is definitely one of the best starting rotations that we've seen, and, and maybe it's not a full rotation because once you get to this point in the season, you're just letting it all ride on two or three guys. And, um, you know, we, we, we saw that for, for a couple teams so far this postseason. But Scherzer, you know, he came out in the first inning and, throwing you know some some serious gas and he, he makes that noise as soon as that ball leaves his hand he's he's a real competitor and you know when he's it was interesting when he signed that deal with Washington you know it was I I viewed it as an overpay particularly from the fact that you know Scherzer hadn't been doing it for that long you know he had uh, he wasn't coming off a Cy Young season it was the previous year uh, of course that he had won his first Cy Young in, in 2013 that was his first year as an All-Star. So he was only a two-time All-Star at that point. Yeah, he had won a Cy Young Award, but you know, is he is he really worthy of a $200 million deal? And in his past five seasons with the Nationals, he's kind of more than proved that, okay, he's uh, of that Hall of Fame caliber. He now has those three Cy Youngs. I don't believe there's anybody right now in the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, or rather, I should say there's nobody with three Cy Young Awards that isn't in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, he, he seems to be a lock for that. And uh, he's been, you know, pretty adequate so far in the, in the postseason. Of course, going to the World Series with Detroit, um, you know, a few years back in, in 2011. So, excuse me, not 2011. It was uh, 2012. So, you know, career 3.35 ERA right now in the postseason. And um, he's, he needs to settle a little bit. And I, I think Suzuki's going to kind of get him to do that. Just a little bit here, um, but two runs might be all that the Astros need in this game, especially with Garrett Cole on the mound right now. So, um, yeah, the starting rotation is 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 bonkers good. Yeah, the, yeah, the Astros starting rotation is something else. That's why the second they picked up Zach Greinke, I picked them to win the World Series, and obviously it would be a weird time to back off on that. Len. We, I want to get to the questions. I probably shouldn't answer Lens because he asked what I'm drinking here, and it's not a beer from Breckenridge, and that's terrible on me. I was in a sour mood. Really, it's Breck's fault because the Colorado core has got me in a sour, cidery mood, and it's what I wanted. The, the place we're at right now, Rayback Collective over here in Boulder, uh, doesn't happen to have that particular beer available for me. So I got something else. It, it's from Odell. But 
drink Breckenridge every time you get the opportunity to. Actually, it was just down in Manitou Springs uh, with my girlfriend for the weekend. Had a, a really lovely weekend getaway. And there was a place down there, I swear to you this is real, that had Breckenridge Brew pitchers for six seventy-five. We got a pitcher, a vanilla porter. And not like one of those, you know when they say pitcher sometimes and they bring like a small like thing that's like a little bit of it. It's like it's technically a pitcher. No. Uh, we, we, we had way too much vanilla porter is what I'm trying to say. And so I highly recommend it. Obviously, be responsible with it. But it's, uh, it's damn good beer. And so later on, I'll be switching to some Brex. Right now, I'm not. Did you do the incline while you were down in Manatee Springs? I declined to do the incline. I did do the, the Garden of the Gods and, and some of that other fun stuff. But no, I, I elected to keep any kind of hard labor out of the equation. Jill's saying go Nationals. I know that there are a lot of people out there in the Nationals camp right now. It's certainly uh, harder to root for the Astros today than it was a few days ago. We may get into some of that. We'll see what the questions are, but I want to stay here uh, on the Facebook as we're getting them. Jake says the best option for a reasonable pickup that would back up Tom Selleck. I mean, Tony Wolters. (laughs) First of all, well done. And, and second of all, this is a question I've gotten a lot. I want to also give a big shout out to Dat Rocky Boy on Twitter, who has asked me this uh, a couple of times. I know is very interested in the catcher situation. Uh, I, I read a pretty good article from somebody I disagree with about 99% of the time over at Purple Row, our, our good friend Jordan Freemeyer. I almost never agree with him, but I thought he picked out a a decent set of candidates. I think the Rockies uh, should be looking into guys like Robinson Chirinos and uh, um, Jason Castro and uh, a few of these other sort of, they're not going to get anybody overly excited, but they do a lot of the defensive things well. They bring a bit more pop. I believe Tyler Flowers was on that list. Uh, he strikes out about 4,000% of the time, but other than that, I, I do like Flowers. He, he brings some pop. He's a really good pitch framer. Uh, there are some very interesting candidates out there, and I think the Rockies should be uh, taking a look at all of them. Yeah, they they don't have much to lose uh, with with signing a backup catcher, especially since you know they can even if they're the last to the the dinner table, they can probably sign somebody for one point five million dollars. And you know, especially if, if you're willing to cut Mike Dunn loose um, this past year, and, and Chris Iannetta, who was probably making a close to that uh, by the point they ended up cutting ties with him, then you might as well you know give yourself that that option of signing one of those guys because you know Tony Walters is you know one foul ball off the mask from you know having a concussion and and missing some serious time and is Dom Nunez that guy can that can catch three out of every five days we don't know that yet and I don't know that we would even know that after March so you might need to uh, to opt for something like that right now and there's gonna be a lot of guys that are free agents I don't know that there was any catcher, in fact, this offseason that signed a two-year deal. Yasmani Grandal uh, had gotten a large offer but uh, from the Mets, but he had rejected actually Wilson Ramos. I believe he signed a two-year deal. But everyone else was on a one-year pack, so there's a lot of options right now for Colorado to go um, sign a guy. Of course, their 40-man roster is a little bit packed. We should be previewing that uh, in the coming future. Uh, as five of the guys that were on the 60-day DL, of course, will need to come back on to the 40-man roster, which means there's five guys that are going to need to get cut. Um, there's, there's some fat, I think, that they can go with. And then 
there's another mix of, you know, upwards of essentially there's probably about 10 guys right now on the roster that you can make the case for our, our easy cuts, but you could also make the case that they still have, you know, a lot of good baseball left in them. And, you know, should they go to another organization, they're, they're very talented, but I, I think Colorado definitely has room on their roster for a guy like that. Jason Castro probably being one of the, the top guys I'd be most interested in uh, followed closely behind by, you know, Martin Maldonado, who, you know, again, brings more defense then brings uh, that the that offensive prowess. So, uh, a little background noise here uh, during Game One. Um, going into the series, uh, it does help right now, of course, that Houston has the uh, one-run advantage. But I am uh, still tended uh, still still tend to uh, uh, pick Houston right now. I'm inclined was the word. Inclined. Inclined. Uh, a lot of alternative action going on around here that's distracting me. But I'm still inclined to pick Houston. I actually think it'll be a quick series. Uh, I think Houston is going to win this in five games. It's going to be quick. Uh, it very easily could go seven, at which point it doesn't. it's anyone's game when it goes to game seven. But I'm picking Houston in five. What do you got, Drew? I mean, I'm disinclined to agree with your inclination. Uh, I, I really don't know you know, how else to put it? I, I think that's right. I, I think it's a five-game series. That, that's at least the right way to look at it. They're the favorites by about that much. And I, I can absolutely see the Nationals, uh, especially if they can take game one. I, I think if the Nationals can figure out a way to hang in this game here that we're watching right now and win it in a day that Scherzer started, that uh, that, that really throws the, the series into kind of open chaos. It could be anybody's game, but I do. I'm, I'm with you. It's it's Astros and five. That's that's the right pick. I'd, I'd love to like disagree with you on principle or just to make it a, a more interesting conversation, but I also have to go with what I think is the most logical prediction to make, and it's Astros and five. I I, I don't think they're going to sweep them. I think the Nationals get a game, but I, I I think the Astros are heavy favorites. Are should be three to one favorites. All right, so the next topic, of course, that needs to be discussed with any important baseball game is will we see the Marlins man? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad's in there. Your mom likes to jump in in the, right. in the Facebook live groups. So my dad's getting in. What's up, Pops? And, uh, and yeah, I'm always curious where Marlins man is at. I, I did do a quick scan uh, behind home plate to see if he was there, and it's kind of hard to tell because he's usually wearing orange, as are the rest of the folks there at Minute Maid Park, so I'm not sure that we're going to see him. Did you see him last year at the Winter Meetings, by chance? Uh, barely. Barely. All right. I did see him. I did stop and say hello. He was there with a, with a Miami-based radio station. Right. He's, of course, a lawyer. Uh, that's, that's how he's able to make so much money to just fly to any and every game that he wants. He usually goes by himself. Uh, he, has, he buys two tickets, but he goes by himself and gives it away to another fan, so... Uh, he's a charitable guy. I understand how some people may be a little annoyed at you know seeing him there and kind of being, you know, the the top fan, if you will, um, and 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 kind of not. I don't know that he flaunts his money around, but he he goes to those games and he gets good tickets. I mean, why not, right? That's his deal. Uh, but he but he gives back, like I said, and he gives away some some tickets. So um, I don't know if he's been on camera tonight. I don't think. 
the uh, the Fox broadcast is going to, you know, make uh, any kind of show of him or, or any display and put him on intentionally. But if he's back there anywhere, uh, we'll we'll definitely see him. And I think there's probably a good chance of that happening because with this being Houston's second appearance in the World Series in three years, you know, there's going to be some people not quite as inclined to. Uh, you know, spend certain money uh, on those tickets behind home plate. He's got the money regardless, so, I mean, he's going to buy them. So they're going to be back there, and, and we're going to see them. Uh, what, what's your take on Marlins Man? Is Are you pro-Marlins Man? Are you anti-Marlins Man? Or are you just kind of, you know, Switzerland when it comes to Marlins Man? The the third thing. I, I, am, I am definitely, like... Uh, I like that you like Marlins, man. I, I have. It's definitely what. It's one of the things that that I think makes this such a great team. And by the way, we're going to tell you how you can support our team. Me more than him, or him more than me, depending on who you like better. Uh, it's which is obviously you. You have to choose. You have to choose one of us. If you guys haven't seen, we're we're doing this whole uh, big competition at DNVR. Whoever can get the most number of subscriptions over the next little bit of time here is going to get. A big, big prize. We're going to win some Breckenridge Brew, a year's supply. And so I've got a promo code, Drew. It's D-R-E-W. He's got a promo code, Lions, L-Y-O-N-S. You use either one of those when you subscribe. And you can renew your subscription or get a bigger, longer one if you've been going month to month, if you've been worried about it. One of the great things about for either of us, if you do this, because Rocky shirts are half off right now. So when you subscribe, you get a free shirt anyway or what really what you get is $27 toward a shirt and the shirts are normally $27 well life hack if you're a Rockies fan and you're using one of our codes right now is the time to do this because the season just ended and I don't know if you guys remember it didn't go so well and we're doing a big half off for all the Rockies stuff so if you subscribe right now using one of our codes you can get two shirts essentially it might go a little bit over that but you essentially get two shirts for free plus you get to help one or the other of us win a full year supply of Breckenridge Brew and one of the ways you can decide who deserves it better is how much you care about Marlins Man or some of the other things if, if you if you love Marlins Man if you really want to know who plays in any given low A minor league league that most of the rest of us have never heard of if you want to know who was the mascot for the 1932 Southwestern League Wichita Banana Buckets, this man knows the answer to that question. <laughs> this is the guy you want to be using your promo code on. Uh, all the other stuff, no, but it, it is great. You, you, these things in baseball that like I would never even know that Marlins Man existed if, if not. Well, I, I think I'd, I'd seen him before, but it would have been a passing thing. But I believe you pointed him out to me at the the winter meetings and stuff like that. The, a few other things, and I'm just like, yes. I'm so glad you're around to point out these things that I would just not pay attention to. Uh, and I'm, I appreciate you uh, read one of my recent tweets about the um, southeastern Wichita banana buckets. Um, <laughs> that's yes, no, no doubt. That's that's definitely the the fun thing about baseballs. I, I like all those kind of auxiliary things that that go around that. And and uh, yeah, it's funny how you enjoy me enjoying Marlon's man and, and that's the exact same thing of all the different things that you enjoy and uh, I, I just like kind of that banter back and forth so and you know if you really want to have your cake and eat it too and you use promo code Drew or promo code Lions 
and you don't want to get a Rocky shirt because you know what? The Avs are the team right now. Have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Support us and support the Avs in that way. Yeah. Um, but do not use one of the Avalanche guys' codes no. and then get a Rocky shirt. No. Don't do that. <laughs> do the Drew or Lions, L-Y-O-N-S. Um, and also, Drew, uh, when you use your promo code, it's spelled L-Y-O-N-S. That's right. That's right. Spelled right. Drew, L-Y-O-N-S. Uh, and yeah, again, you can use it. You can get an Av shirt if you want. We had a really good time at that uh, watch party last week. We should have more of those. Uh, that'll be really fun, and and you're you're gonna meet the entire DNVR crew there when you do that. So we got the top of the third here. Uh, Trey Turner back leading off. Now he's a guy that you know if if the Nationals are gonna win the series, it it could very well be because of Trey Turner. You know it's. Uh, the Nationals don't really have anybody that jump off the page. X-Factors is, is a good way of describing it. You know, Juan Soto, of course, you know, he could be that guy with, with a couple swings of the bats. Um, uh, one bat per time, one yeah, swing per time. Swing two bats. No, you can't have swings of bats. Uh, not anymore. Um, <laughs> they, they stopped that after the, the tragedy in, in Wichita it with the banana sure, buckets. The, banana. Uh, the mascot was killed. It's a whole thing. You really should follow us on Twitter. Um, but but Trey Turner is, is gonna is one of those guys where you know we, we saw it right at the start of the game you know ground ball to Correa kind of in between play it was it was tough uh, was ruled a hit then on the next pitch goes and steals second base and just like that uh, on a somewhat routine ground ball he is in scoring position just like that so um, Turner Turner is most definitely uh, you know an X factor and and it, and if it is a quicker series. You know, that means you're not going to have, um, you know, somebody going out there. Scherzer obviously is going to have the opportunity. Strasburg, the same in game two, where they'll have an opportunity to have two dominant performances and possibly be the MVP of the World Series should their team get it done. Um, you can say the same thing with Verlander and Cole, but, you know, if it, if it happens to go a little bit longer than that, you could have a, a couple big hits from guys like Soto guys like Trey Turner for the Nationals if they're going to get it done. For the Astros, um, you know, I, I tend to think that, that Michael Brantley might be that guy. Um, of course, with, with, with a lot of the, uh, the right-handers that the Nationals are, are throwing out right now against the Astros. Doolittle, Doolittle in the pen, obviously, is going to have an advantage on Brantley, but uh, those guys have kind of done bad a little bit. Uh, when Brantley was with Cleveland and Doolittle's with uh, Oakland, so um, that that's kind of my pick right now for uh, for the Astros. And again, Jose Altuve, you can't go wrong with that. And, and I sort of contend. I, I said this two years ago, you know, before I was I was with DNVR, is that you know it would be great if baseball could benefit from you know an an, an off week, kind of like the Super Bowl. You know, Super Bowl you got two weeks and you know, all of press, whether it's sports or whether it's entertainment, you know, descends upon the, that host city. Right. And you get to know the personalities, you get to know the, the players, and, it, and it's fun. You know what I mean? If baseball had something like that, and there's really no way that that could happen, but if baseball had something like that, there's no way that, that you can say that, you know, every kid wouldn't have a Jose Altuve jersey underneath their menorah underneath their christmas tree their festivus pole whatever it is you celebrate in december every mother around america is like no this is the guy you want to be like he's short he's got a good sense of humor he's an underdog and look at him dominating the sport 
every kid would have, you know, would be rooting for Jose Altuve. As it were, you know, you get to only see him in, in uh, flashes here and there. NBA starts tonight, Tuesday night. Um, when we when we came in here, that was on the big screen, not Game One of the World Series. It was pregame. It's like, oh, let's watch Charles Barkley talk without closed caption, rather than watch, uh, you know, one of the hosts from The Masked Singer sing the national anthem before Game One. I'd rather watch that, uh, for better or worse. Um, but that that's kind of the state of where the country's at right now. I I, I think Jose Altuve is is one of the most fascinating players in in all of baseball. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I just think Major League Baseball does a really bad job of marketing its stars across the board. I, you know, I think there are a lot of things you could try to do to force a little more energy into that conversation. To, you know, you talked about maybe taking an extra week to celebrate it, but I honestly just, I, I mean, take the time to celebrate it during the regular season. I, I, I I've said this before, but I, I think the commissioner's been focused on the wrong things since he's taken over and I, I don't think they're necessarily things that won't help the game in some ways if, if he can figure out ways to cut out some of the excess time he's been worried about pace of play and all of these things but I've said from the beginning that the league should have done a better job of taking care of their own guys and and uh, the, the whole thing when he came out and said that Mike Trout isn't marketable really bothered me and, and and it's similar, like Jose Altuve, you shouldn't have to market the guy that hard. It should be relatively easy. Uh, but you're right. Unfortunately, baseball isn't really seen as cool right now. And, and we do have to get some of that back. Uh, I want to through, run through a bunch of questions here. We got a, a bunch of them. So uh, sorry if you all have been hanging around waiting for us to answer your questions. We'll, we'll go through these now. Just before we do, I got to remind everybody, of course, that our good friends over at Green Mountain Dental know all about how important it is to take care of your teeth, and that's why they're giving away a free Sonicare. All you have to do is set up a schedule for a cleaning, x-ray, or exam, and they will hook you up with that free Sonicare. Check them out online or at 303-988-0711 excuse me, 0711 to schedule your appointment today. All right, Daniel wants to know, should we expect any coaching changes before winter meetings? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this one really quickly because I'm just going to say yes and honestly leave it at that. There's going to be – there's already been some actually. Well, actually, maybe, Patrick, I should, I should hit pause on this for just a moment. I wanted to – because I know there are a lot of people that want to have their questions answered. But the Rockies did make a coaching change already, and you have – I'm, I'm going to say it this way – a much closer relationship with Glenn Allen Hill than I do. I met him maybe – one time but you had a number of conversations with him especially this year uh and i just wanted to get your reaction to the news that he will no longer be with the rockies glenn allen hill has uh been a colorado rockies coach for for quite a time he actually uh i believe he got his his start uh as uh as a bench coach or a hitting coach with colorado before he took over his role with the isotopes as the manager for the past four years and uh, I was a little surprised uh, about him uh, getting let go, as it as it seemed like you know he was he fell in line with the organization's um, credo and, and and their development uh, thoughts, uh, if you will. And and I, and I think it could this could be uh, the the start of a shift, you know, because the one thing that I found interesting that um, G Hill, as uh, he goes by, or the players call him, 
is, you know, uh, he doesn't put a big emphasis on winning. He wants to win, of course, but he understands that really it's it's it was more about it's more about development when it comes to the minor leagues and getting the most out of your guys. And you know, we saw that we see that every spring training with guys stealing second base or attempting a stolen base, um, the first opportunity that they get, and that's exactly how Glen Allen Hill manages. You know, and it's not managing so much as it is. You know, uh, player handling, right? Because he's letting these guys kind of do what they do, stretch their legs out in center field. We saw it with Ryan Maltapia for a couple seasons, uh, patrolling center field and and uh, the the Tope Slope out in center, or as it's also called, G Hill or Glen Allen Hill out in center field, which will no longer be called that. So you know that could be a, a shift in some organizational philosophy. Uh, with with him going, I think this could possibly mean Warren Schaefer also loses his job, if you will, in Hartford. And by that I mean Warren Schaefer could very well become the manager of Albuquerque. He's kind of uh, uh, somewhat of a shooting star. He's, he's, he's rising in the ranks. Uh, very young guy. I think he's only about maybe 34 years old. And he's a guy that you know the organization really likes. Lee Stevens, he did get let go for Hartford, um, as well as uh, I think it's Norberto Perez. Uh, lost his gig, but we could see Schaefer go up to AAA, or you know they they uh, they may have somebody else earmarked uh, within the organization right now uh, to give him an opportunity. But sometimes you know you, you just need a shift, and with with a lot of guys kind of you know staying in Albuquerque, there not being a lot of room for certain players. Fuentes, of course, the MVP in 2018, and then he, you know uh, was a little bit injured and banged up in 2019, but. Uh, ultimately didn't have a spot on the team and, until we came around to September. So, you know, I, I don't think it was anything as far as uh, players and, and coaches clashing because there's frustration. Hey, I'm stuck in AAA. There's really no room for me. I don't think it was anything like that. I think it's just, you know, sometimes you just need to clean house a little bit and you want to kind of just change the makeup of the organization. So I think it was kind of more about that than anything as far as I think what the question might have been alluding to is, are we going to see any coaching changes on the Rockies pitching staff or coaching staff? I think I might have tipped my hand there a little bit. And you could see that, you know. I don't know how much the uh, analytics have gone into uh, the way they pitched this year, but, you know, the Rockies pitched lower in the zone than I think only one other team in baseball. I think they were the lowest in the National League. And teams like Houston pitched very high in the zone. And... They're in the World Series. Yes, they have Garrett Cole. Yes, they have Justin Verlander. But, um, you know, is that analytics? Is that coaching? Does a change need to happen? Drew, what are your thoughts? I, I think it very well could be that. And you heard John Gray say on this podcast just a couple of days ago, he had his best games when he was pitching up and when he was pitching in. And that's not what the Rockies preach. That's You've never once heard Bud Black come into the postgame presser and say, we got to pitch up and in more often. He's he's always talking about going low. He did say in the media availability at the end of the year that he felt like he had done some things wrong this year and needed to reevaluate. I think sometimes we think of coaches as somehow more stagnant than players. We think, well, a player can make an adjustment in the offseason. He can change his swing. He can change his mechanics. He can come back and do something different and assume that coaches won't make philosophical changes in the offseason I think you've got to be open to the possibility that whether it's Bud Black or Steve Foster or Darren Holmes that needs to make the philosophical adjustment 
or any of the individual players that maybe the answer is still with the group that they have, but you have to be open to the possibility that it's also not, that, that a, a fresh look at the situation could very well be helpful. So I want to do something now since it looks like they're, they're going to start some trivia right behind us. I, I want to go ahead and wrap this one up. I'm going to make sure we've got all the questions here, though, because I'm going to get to them. We're going to do another episode that's going to follow after this one. But since we've gone on here a little bit and I want to reevaluate maybe our, our sound situation here, uh, we're going to wrap this episode up for now. But don't worry if you guys have asked us questions here on the Facebook Live we're going to continue to answer them. Uh, Jake is asking about Herman Marquez being the ace next year. Who's going to fall in line behind him? We got more on uh, uh, Jake wants to hear a little bit of my Avs talk. Of course, everybody knows I'm a big Avs hockey guy. Hoover talking about juiced balls. We can get into that. I alluded to the story with the reporter in the Houston Astros. I'd like to talk about all of that a little bit, and we will continue to watch game one of the World Series. So keep those questions coming in. We're going to log off of this one for now, but we'll be right back, hopefully with a better sound situation for all of you. Make sure you're following us on all the social media at DNVR underscore Rockies, at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman. Make sure if you're thinking about subscribing or renewing that subscription, you either use promo code Drew or promo code Lions to make sure that one of the two of us and not one of those other lame people gets a year's supply of Breckenridge Brew. Other than that, we only ask that you continue to be absolutely awesome. We promise you we will continue to be Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. Diamond Club is based right here in Denver, and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success. Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club because it's it's a great way to really show them they're, they're learning baseball the right way. That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition. Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of, as well as getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer, like entire team instruction and fitness programs, you know, the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete. Believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge, positive attitude, work ethic, and fun that their summer camps provide, your child will want to play on one of their teams. Check out diamondclubbaseball.net today to learn more.